Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to an episode of Latino Vegano. This is number 80. We're reaching to a really big milestone, episode number 100. But for today, I want to focus on the law of supply and demand or demand and supply. So if you haven't listened to my last week episode, which I was talking about the law of thinking, you really need to because this is actually a continuation or is important to you to get the foundation of the laws. And I started with the law of thinking last week and I'm going to continue working with the laws um, this entire month and months to come. So last week's episode was about the law of thinking uh, where I basically was talking about how uh, we are what we think, and so that's in a nutshell. Is the bottom line is what we think is important that we keep positive thoughts in our mind, our head, our brains, and so that way we can manifest good things. If you have negative thoughts, then you're gonna get negative results. So that's in a nutshell what the law of thinking is talk about. But you definitely have to listen to last week episode so you can get the foundation of the stronger content from last week. Okay, well, so today we're going to focus on a lot of supply, and without further ado, let's go. All right, guys, so before we even go further into the law of supply and demand, or the law of demand and supply, I want to say thank you guys. I always feel happy and grateful for having you guys be part of this journey or this project. I really look forward to hearing more from you guys and getting some more feedback, but I'm happy and grateful for what you guys um, done for for this for this uh, channel. It was a small idea uh, about a year ago where I just wanted to express my feelings and express my emotions. At the same time, be vulnerable, uh, share with you guys my experience, share with you, with you guys um, my journey as a vegan, but also as an entrepreneur, as a son, as a brother, as a uncle, you know, all those things, future as a father, future in the future also spread myself as a husband, all those uh, tangible partner and all those things. So it was, uh, it was a way for me to express myself and kind of share with you a little bit of my insight and some of the teachings and some of the learnings that I got me to where I am these days and, and, you know, have an outlet for that. So I've been very grateful to be able to speak the, the truth, speak about myself and speak about my journey and all of those different things. So thank you to you guys so much for that. Okay, so today's lessons or today's talk is basically the law of supply. And like I was mentioning last week, I'm taking a lot of the teachings from working with the law, which is the book that I'm studying. And it's a book written by Bob Pratchett and Mary Morrissey. Very very, very, very successful individuals when it comes to the field of personal development and personal growth. I highly suggest you follow them and you now just look for a lot of their information because they've changed so many people's life in for over, I don't know, like 40, 50 years. So they've been studying this material for that long. So Working with the Law is the book that I'm using and I'm using a lot of the references from from the book, but I'm putting my little twist to you guys so you can get a better understanding of this concept from a more um, personal, for more um, 
uh, urban, <laughs> a more Latin standpoint, basically, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, working with the law is the law is as good as universal. For we're not all seeking good in some form or another, right? Science and logic alike declare that the universe is filled with the essential substance of every imaginable good that a man can imagine and that he is entitled to a full and ever-increasing supply of any and every good he may need or desire. The law of supply basically says that the universe has an abundance of everything. There is enough for all of us to have Meaning, you are hungry, you can find food. If you're poor, you can become rich. You can get out of your situation. If you want more business, you can find more clients. Everything you want, the universe will provide. I'm sure that the next question is, okay, so how are we going to do that? We'll get to that point. But yes, guys, so the universe has an abundance. So there's not enough supply for the demand. There is not a, there's not enough people providing services for the amount of people that need services. So once you think that there's not enough business, this actually is enough business. You, you haven't tapped the right business or you haven't tapped the right frequency or you haven't reached to your customers. Because once, once you reach to those customers, then it's just going to come in abundance. And I'm speaking from a business standpoint, but I can speak from a relationship standpoint, but I can speak also from a personal standpoint. And you're going to see how I'm going to link veganism into all this. The point is, guys, is that the universe provides everything we need. We want water. We can find water. We need electricity. We want to find electricity. We need money. We can find money. So we want food. We can find food. The universe provides those things for us. Can you get it? You have to find a way to find it, find or get it, find or attract it to you. Basically, attract it to you or tap into the same frequency that those things are. That way, what you can reach to those things. But the thing that is important here is that you realize that there's not a lack of things. There's not a lack of things. There's, they're there. You just haven't reached to there or you haven't yet. But yeah, there's no lack. There's, things are there. We just have to go get it and find them. That's the difference. That's where the law comes from constant to um, play the role. The law of supply is letting us know, don't worry. There is uh, there is enough out there for what you want or what you're looking for. You just haven't found it yet. That's basically what the law is telling us. So the book says, we affirm repeatedly that God is our supply. And if we will think of a moment and trace our supply back to his source, we will agree that this statement is true. Because some people do not see an abundance around them and do not enjoy plenty of evidence that they do not understand or do not apply the law. In their blindness, they say that plenty does not exist. And so far as they can see, they may be right. But when they learn to see with their mind's eyes, they will realize differently that's powerful so basically anything that you imagine that's why the law of thinking plays such a great role into the law of supply because whatever it is that you're seeing in your mind you already have it and it's there it's just you have it manifested physically in some cases 
but it's already there. So, but you have to have it in your mind. That's why I said you have to see it with your mind eyes. You have to have it in your mind. So that's why we were talking about a lot of thinking last week that comes into play a big role into the law of supply. The supply is there in your mind. You just haven't tapped into it physically, but it's already in your mind. So you can see it, but you have to see it with your mind first. So that's what the law is talking about. One way I can explain this concept better is by sharing a few examples. When it comes to demand and supply, for example, if you are a professional in any business or work field and you're constantly getting job offers, there's, there's, a, there's a supply there, right? It's a big demand and the supply is you. You can supply that, right? Or if you're a business owner and clients keep buying products or services, you have a business, you have a restaurant, right? People keep going to your restaurant. Food is good, food is good. But at the beginning, you, I mean, I'm sure if you're a business owner, you were confident that you were going to do good because you have a great product and great service, right? And then, but sometimes people don't go into business because they say, well, I don't think there's enough customers there. And I'll give you a perfect example. I remember like many years ago here in Houston, there were only probably like five um, vegan restaurants, right? For a city that's about, how big is this? Just the metro area is about 4 million people. So, and there was like, oh, there's not enough demand. Um, there was not enough demand for, for having a 100% vegan restaurant 10 years ago, right? There was not, the demand was there, right? The demand was there, but nobody was tapping into the same frequency of that demand. There were people that wanted to eat that kind of food. Because if you have five restaurants, that means that there is, there is business for it. There, there are people going to those restaurants because they're still open to this day. So they have restaurants that are over 10 years uh, and they were functioning. So that means that there are people buying or going to those restaurants, even though when they were saying back in the day, well, there's not enough, there's not enough market for a 100% vegan restaurant. Now, we have 20 years later, now they caught up into it, the people caught up into it, awareness is higher, so now we, we went from having five restaurants to having, I don't know, 100 plus restaurants. You know, it, it quadrupled, like the amount just skyrocketed. Now, they spread all over the Houston metro area, the outside. So, they caught up into it. They saw that there was a there was a demand that needed to needed to have a, a supp- supply needed somebody to supply them with that type of service. Now everybody caught up into it, so that's the difference. And, and that's how usually how things works most time. Sometimes people don't scare to do things. They, they firstly just because they don't feel like there's not enough people that want their business or their service or their product or they're interested. And then eventually it'll, it'll take off. Same thing happens with veganism. A lot of people scared to make that transition because they don't feel it's going to be too difficult and all these different things. So they don't take the, the step, the initiation. But there's definitely, there's any opportunities for everyone. And it's there for every single person. From a vegan standpoint, uh, like I was saying, there's a demand for more vegan restaurants and the supply is there. Same with activism and the supplies there. You guys see the concept now? You understand? If you want to become as successful in anything you do, you can't blame the world, the universe, or your surrounding. Everything you want and need 
is out there. You just have to get into it, get in the right frequency. Let me quote, it's not the vocation that determines riches, but the demands we make of our vocation that determine riches. So it's not like, uh, I'm an engineer, I'm going to be rich just because I'm an engineer. You know, or I'm a farmer and I'm going to be poor because I'm a farmer. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with the vocation. It has to be with uh, how you make that vocation that determine the riches. It's that demand we make out of that vocation. If you want to be a successful farmer, you have to be a very great farmer. So people just want to just do business with you. Right? That's how you do things. You want to be an engineer or you want to be a podcaster or a YouTuber. You have to be great in what you do to be able to have people want to be and work with you. And then no matter no matter who else around is doing it, people are always going to follow you. How do you guys think successful people become successful? I was I was listening to this guy named um named Rich. He had a he had a YouTube channel where he um flipped vehicles. He take like very um destroyed um cars, especially electric cars. And since I'm very into uh, technology, it caught my attention. So he take very like damaging cars and he flipped the cars and you know put, buys a bunch of parts and fixed his car back up and then he resell the cars or sometimes he keep the cars. And he sell a lot of the all, all the damaged parts back, right? So he was talking about um, how Elon Musk was doing a presentation of this new um, Tesla truck that he's uh, is gonna come out in like I don't know three years, I guess. And he was promoting this this Tesla truck, right? And he was talking about how um, the presentation that Elon Musk did was horrible. Like he was just like freestyling. Basically he was just, he didn't have nothing prepared. He was just talking, you know, like, yeah, the car is great. The car is great. And he was presenting some of the features. One of the features that he was talking about as a car has like a, uh, like a very arm, um, chill. And like basically he grabbed a, a guy grabbed a hammer and he tried to hit the car and nothing happens with the, uh, with the paint. The car didn't vent. He was like, Undestructible, basically, but then he grabbed. Um, I think he was like a rock, and he threw it to the glass, and it broke. So he was, um, he was. Everybody was laughing, and then, um, and then the guy, the guy was that was narrating the video. He was saying that um, people that follow Elon Musk, they're such a big fans that no, no matter how poorly his presentation was, they still gonna support him, and. The way he the way he presented that was, he showed that that same night, Elon Musk said that you had to put a hundred dollars as a deposit to be able to be one of the first ones to have the truck when the truck comes out, right? And that night he got I think it was two hundred or fifty thousand um, people wanted to buy the truck. So that's the the point that I'm saying is that how how he created that, you know, he created that by um, by tapping into a market that probably a lot of people were scared tapping into, right? Which is the electric vehicles, anything related to the electric area. So he tapped into that market, 
and he became the best because nobody messes with Tesla, basically, right? Regardless of all the other things that ethically he is doing or not doing, I'm speaking upon from just the mindset-wise. So he became who he is, and then to that, no matter what he do from that point on, People are gonna people that follow him or believe in him are gonna support him regardless if his presentations are not the best. And then that's what I'm trying to tell him here. But he created all that. So the point is that he took that concept, that idea, and no matter how just how he presented to the world, the world accepted it. So that's how you get uh to that point. But there was a process before he got to that point because I'm sure he failed many times. But he kept trying, trying, trying. And he tapped into it, confidence, and a lot of things. He out vision and all these things, and it succeeded. Remember not to confuse money with supply. Money is but one of the numerous means of supply. Money is not the root of evil. But the love of money is... If you concentrate upon money alone and use every means to gather it and hold it, you are forcing the law to close out all the other goods for you. And that's important because a lot of people confuse that supply just of like having a tons of money, tons of money. And you can't just you can just have money and then don't have good health. Huh? Right? There's a story about this uh, successful person or that spent all his life focusing on just getting money, 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 but then um, he lost the loss for his family, his wife, his kids. He didn't see his kids grow. grow. He loved love for his family, his wife, and then he pretty much used all his money to retain his health. So you want to be able to, to combine those things. For us, from a bigger standpoint for supply is is an overall, right? Mind, body, and soul. It's a whole, it's a complete overall. All, all everything is there. So if you you are vegan and you have a good health, then focus on focus on all the aspects of your life that is are there. Either activism, either give back, community, um, also focus on yourself, fitness all those different areas, continue working um, on saving the planet and saving the animals. Focus on those things as well. If you're focused on your vegan and you're focused more on the on the uh, health standpoint, then let's also bring into consideration some of the other topics that requires a little bit more attention to and don't forget about those things too. So the supply is there and let's fill that supply with a demand. All right, so one thing that I would like to also talk about is like so a few tips or things that you guys can do to apply this law right away because I, I know we always want instant gratification, but in life, um, sometimes the good things don't happen right away. It takes a while to happen because we're so programmed to doing things in a certain way that we don't have to give time for things to to develop. So a few tips that you think you can do to tap into the law of supply. The law has been 
very impactful for my journey. Reason that I had this part that there was not enough for me. The all the great opportunities were already taken, and I bet most of you guys feel the same way. Well, let me tell you guys that it's not true. You saw there, but it's all starting in your mind. That's why the law of thinking set the foundation for this law of supply. If you think you can have it, you will have it. If you think you cannot have it, then it won't happen. The universal law of supply you with everything you need. The demand is there and the supply is there too. You have to just tap into it. So, so for my first tip or advice as far as how can you apply the law or what some of the things that you can do to apply the law, I would say that it starts with the way that you need to start focusing on worrying less. You get a, when you worry, it kind of goes against, against the grain or go against the, the wave, against the ocean. So think about water pressure, right? Think about like how, how the ocean moves or you have a pressure of water coming towards you, right? If you try to fight it, he's going to be resistant. But if you move with it, it will be an easier sail, right? You're, you're going to be able to move easily. So what I'm saying with this is like um, worrying is kind of like going against that force, right? Because it's taking away some of that power that you can utilize to kind of bring the opposite to you or bring positivity to you because you're going against it. So we're going to start worrying less. When you say, I don't have this, or I can't have it, I can't afford it. I know it's difficult, but if you stop working on trying to change those mind, that mindset is going to definitely allow you to be of a more calm state. And not only that, but it's going to allow you also to have uh, better results in anything or everything you do in life. So for me, it's very important that you understand that that um, you have to have into consideration that you need to start worrying less. Fronting and worry tends to restrict and limit the supply at hand instead of tightening it up in our thinking. We must relax and be more expanding. That brings us to number two, it's relaxing. So the opposite of worrying is relaxing. So we got to practice more relaxing. One, uh, one of the things that I like to do to help me with the relaxation process is, of course, do things that you enjoy doing that makes you put you in a happy mood, a happy state. Um, for me, it's riding by, going to the gym, working out, getting to with nature, um, meditating, um, anything that puts me in a relaxed, calm state. Sometimes just laying in my bed, closing my eyes, dreaming and thinking. Uh, that's made, put me in a very relaxing stage. Try not to worry about things, um, things that you cannot control specifically, right? So that puts you in a much better mood and both better stage. It allows you to flow with the law and you start seeing how positive things start happening to you. So that's a, that's a, that's a good way. Um, I, I use this affirmation every morning where, um, when waiting to wake up, I meditate and use the affirmation that what I say, I'm so happy and grateful now that I bring, that I breathe confidence and I sell fear. Use this. I'm so happy and grateful now that I breathe 
confident. And it's self-fear, right? Man, it's like I wake up and I feel good because it put me in such a great mood. And then I got a couple more affirmation, but that's one of these ones that I usually use to kind of put me in a more relaxing stage. Confidence, and then you breathe fear. To let you let it out. For those people could be and that's another technique that people use when they want to be on uh, a more relaxing state where they um you know you meditate also uh you you focus on you focus on on the positive things and the way you do it is like think about all the negative things that you're going through and then you flip those around so let's say is your car broke for example then you can flip and say well I'm so happy and grateful that I still have a car and I had the means to fix it or something around those lines. Oh, I'm so happy and grateful that um, it just, it happens, uh, it happened yesterday, but today I'm so, um, I'm good and I'm able to to move around. I'll give you a quick example. And this is why I always tell you guys that the power of the mind is powerful and at the same time, there's no supply for everything. So I was... I just recently, well, not recently, but it's been a while that I've been riding back now, like I just guys told told you many times. And I was thinking about a flat tire for some reason. I just got into my mind that, and guess guess what? You know, when you when you think about something, it manifests. So I was riding the other day, and boom, I got a flat tire, and I was not even mad because I was like, I knew it was gonna happen because I I call it out, like my mom. I'm telling my mind about this, thinking about this for no reason, and it happened, it manifested. So again, you think good things, think good things happen. You think bad things, bad things happen. So when it happens, um, I was like, I'm so happy and grateful, literally, that it happens like close to home because I was about an hour away from where I live when I was riding, but it happens really close to the house. So I was able to carry the bike to to my residence. <laughs> So I was like, okay, having closer help. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, now I, I need to f- fix this tire because I use my back pretty much every day. Every day, pretty much. Every day. So I was like, I need to fix this tire. So I started playing around with the pump and so whatnot. And I was like, you know what? Let me just take it to the um, to the tire shop, make sure um, they can get it fixed right, and then I go from there. And um, I called the tire shop, and they were like, we're closing 15 minutes. If you can make it, we'll fix it. But if you can't, uh, you know, it will have to be, you know, tomorrow. So I was like, yeah, sure, uh, I'll make it. So I got there. The guy took five minutes. He fixed it and went on my day with my bike and fixed my tire. So the story is, that the point is that uh, the supply was there. <laughs> the supply was there. Uh, they was able, I was able to get my issue fits uh and but the mindset was not there the good thing is that i was relaxed the entire time i was not mad i was not crying i was not hesitant i, I kept calm the whole time because one i knew <laughs> i kind of knew i, I called it to myself and the second of all i knew I was going to be able to figure it out so i i, I was figuring it out so i figured it out i knew i was going to figure it out I just, it was a matter of just finding a, a quick solution, a solution for it, and I did. And that's what I ended up doing. So um, I want to get to a point where I can eliminate all the negative stuff out of my mind and just focus strictly on positive thinking. 
And then that will allow me to have such a wonderful energy the whole time. So I'm getting there. So I'm getting there and I, I'm going to keep working on those things. And I encourage these guys to continue working on that too as well. Perseverance will be my number three as far as tips, as far as how can you apply the law or supply right away. Because I think a lot of people, when they when they think about, you know, either a dream job or either um, – either a, a business venture or changing people or, or anything related, vegan, either activism, either also um, transitioning or bringing people on board. They always, they always don't think there's, there's, an, there's an option, there's an opportunity, but there always is one, you know, just be persistent, just perseverance, just keep driving, keep getting better, keep improving, keep doing what you're doing that puts you closer to your goal because that group of people or your clients or anything that you're looking for is there. The supply is there. Now you have to create that demand, right? So, and then the four, uh, and I spoke with this about many times, but it's the law of thinking. It's how you think. Everything will make a difference, a big difference to you in your life if you change your thought process. That's all it comes down to it. If thoughts enter our minds that are not full strength, are not wholly positive like nature, we must comply with the law and destroy them. We dare not to entertain a half-through of a lazy thought without weakening our power of attraction and reception. See with your mind first before you have a physical form. So that's it, guys. So I will give you guys those four advice. Like I said, you want to be able to um, stop worrying, you know, quit that, focus more and be more relaxed, right? Be persistent, persistent, synonyms right there, and apply the law of thinking. And then the supply is going to be there. Right? There's a demand, create a demand because the supply is there. And let me close with these two quotes. It matters not how much we pray or how loud we pray. Our prayers can only be answered as we work the law. The law will serve us in proportion to how we serve it. As abundance and supplies are one, then to use the law, you must think supply, thought supply, and live supply with every thought. You have to live, you have to talk, and you have to think supply. So that all comes with the law of thinking. You think that there's not enough? There's not going to be enough. But if you think there's enough, there's going to be enough because there's enough then you have to just tap into that frequency so you can reach to those. So that's why we say we have to talk, we have to live, and we have to think. So hopefully, guys, this helped you guys. If you have more questions about the law or any of the law, um, let me know. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the ladder of attraction, which is being one of the biggest um, ones out there based on the movie The Secret. 
So I'm going to be tapping into it a little bit. Gonna be going, we're going to be talking a little bit deeper into it and how that, you know, has some kind of relationship with uh, our lifestyle. It's important that we grow as, um, as vegans. It's important that we grow not just in our spiritual um, life, also in a physical world. So we want to we wanna be able to complement all of that, right? We got the mindset, right? Because we have compassion in our heart, which is great, right? Now we focus on the uh, on our f- physical appearance, and we we'll focus also in our health, which is very important too as well, right? Because you want to be happy and healthy, but we also have to focus in our personal growth because that complements all of it. Because you have to have the proper mindset, either for wealth if you want to consider wealth, or at the same time, if you just want to be being a better, being a better move, a better environment. Because it's all gonna stand without mindset, and a lot of these things, a lot of these teachings, a lot are gonna help you to kind of be in that perfect mindset, or in that mindset that you need to be able to succeed in this world and this life, and create that uh, generational wealth. But not just financially, but at the same time mentally, because you wanna give your family and the futures to come a better age, a better education than the ones that you had. And the ones that the ones we have prior to, so this I want to end this episode. Thank you again, guys, for the opportunity to express and share um, this law. If you guys have any comment, please let me know. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to give a like, and see you guys in the next episode. All right, love, peace, vegan. Gracias por escuchar Latino y Vegano, un show donde se habla todo lo relacionado sobre el veganismo entre la comunidad latina. No olviden suscribirse a este podcast, seguirnos en Instagram, Facebook, YouTube y a visitarnos en latinoyvegano.com. Latino